The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done me and jj this week uh so i'm on on a wednesday and uh, our next guest is a frequent contributor to the show but i almost never have him on a wednesday night because i'm not often on a wednesday night so it's a little different time in the week let's see if we can get more or less out of john mcmullen who covers the eagles for both sports illustrated uh, phillyboys.com and his extended the play podcast is as good as it gets out there for birds fans how are you jm uh, doing well. Thanks for having me, Jody. Good. My pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I assume you were part of today's Zoom Fest with the coach of the Eagles. Uh, yes, was part of the Zoom Fest. Uh, <laughs> uh, I asked Doug about his, it was the 31st anniversary of his record-setting game at Northeast Louisiana, so he was happy about my question. He was not as happy with some other questions. <laughs> All right. Good for you for putting a smile on the coach's face. Um, yes, he was none too pleased by the third time they got around to getting him to try and comment on Brett Favre's comment about the Eagles quarterback situation from a couple of years ago. Uh, now, I was not watching it live. I watched clips afterwards. Uh, so I didn't get the continuous feel that you did leading up to that third time that he was asked basically the same question. How annoyed do you think he was that you and your brethren, not necessarily you, but your brethren in the Eagles mainstream media uh, decided to go there not once, not twice, but three times? No, I, I don't think, you know, and I call it, uh, at times you get surly, Doug. Uh, I, I don't even think he was particularly uh, surly today. Uh, he knew it was coming. Um, he understands this market. He's been here uh, a long time, not just as a head coach now, but, you know, he was here as a player and as an assistant. Right. Um, so he understands. But um, and, and then you add in uh, the the whole – uh, part that he's good friends with with Brett Favre, and then there's another dynamic in that, you know, Carson Wentz grew up uh, a big uh, Brett Favre fan. A lot of his game is is sort of predicated on Brett Favre. So I think there's a whole lot of layers as to why um, his his comments were maybe more impactful uh, than they should have been. Uh, certainly. You know, the Nick Foles part of it is silly. Uh, it was never a debate in the, in the Novacare complex to begin with, even when he was here. Never mind now when he's already lost a job to Gardner Minshew, and who knows, he might lose another job to Mitchell Trubisky after, you know, taking it from him. Um, 
that part of it is irrelevant to me. But, um, you know, the way Doug answered it at first, it, it, you know, kind of spawned the second question. And then when he answered the second question, that spawned the third question. So uh, a lot of it was the way the head coach handled it and people trying to give him an opportunity to to, to, to defend his quarterback. And I think for for the head coach it was, well, I want to defend my friend as well uh, and, and Brett Favre and say right. he can have as an opinion. And, and by the way, Jody, in a larger sense, society as a whole, this is where we are in, in 2020. There's a lot of people who do not believe that someone can have a friend and, and say, you know what, he can have his own opinion. That doesn't necessarily mean I agree with it. That's what Doug Peterson was trying to get to. Uh, a lot of people took it a lot of different ways. Right. So let me let me take a couple of hypothetical stops along the way. If it had been asked only that one time and he had said, well, Brett's allowed his opinion, that's all I have to say about it. Do you think the follow-up would have been coach refuses to back Carson Wentz when given the chance? And if so, would that be fair? Yes, I think that would have been the spin and – no, I don't think necessarily it would have been fair, uh, but I also think, you know, and there's, and I don't get upset. I, I, I mean, a lot of people, uh, fans and even even media people that don't get into these press conferences criticize the questions being asked, and, you know, that's fine. That's part of it. Uh, but if you don't ask the follow-up, you don't get um, as much context to it and, and I think it, it creates uh, a lot of, as I said, different narratives, and people can take things in different directions. You know, if you remember when Doug was hired and, and all of the, the Mike Lombardi stuff, well, th- that to me is a good example of it because Mike is good friends with Jim Schwartz, and Jim Schwartz was brought in, and a lot of people speculated that he was trying to um, undercut Doug Peterson behind the scenes. Uh, it wasn't true, but that's where speculation leads. And I, I use that as an example because Doug is good friends with Brett Favre, and, and Brett uh, admitted that in that same interview when he was talking about Doug Peterson and talking about Doug Peterson's coaching job and what a good coach he is and why you shouldn't blame Doug Peterson. So you have that layer to it. So people are going to pick up that layer and say, well, was Doug talking to Brent? Uh, is he not happy with Carson? So there's there's a lot of sort of nuance to this story. Understood. And one of the nuances should be, and I haven't seen it yet, and I doubt I'll see it, uh, over the next couple hours leading up to the 24-hour news cycle, uh, Doug Peterson takes the backing of his quarterback despite the disagreement of his good friend Brett Favre. Is anyone going to go down that road? Because that's actually what happened. Yeah, I, yeah, I think people will. I mean, he was pretty clear-cut in answer number three, uh, and he even brought um, Howie Roseman into it and Jeffrey Lurie into it and and – you know, said pretty clearly uh, that that's um, 
Brett's opinion, and, and Brett has a right to his opinion, but that's not my opinion, and, and that's not Jeffrey's opinion, and that's not Howie's opinion. And, and their opinion is the one that matters. And, and again, I, I, I go back to when Nick was here. There was never a conversation. There were conversations among fans, and there were conversations on sports talk radio. I'm sure you had plenty of them. I've had plenty of them. There was never a conversation in that building about should we go with Nick Foles. There just wasn't. I don't know if people want to expect that or uh, accept that or not, but there wasn't. I believe that, and I'm not surprised, as you say it. That's John McMullen from Sports Illustrated and Philly Boys here with us on 94 WIP. All right, so the follow-up question that nobody gets asked, ask because there's no access to the players how does this address, how does this affect Carson? Does he go down the road of well, hey, the coach said what he said. That's all there is to it. And if that were the case, would then they badger him with second or third follow up questions? You don't really get that chance in the new COVID world in which we're uh, living. So now we speculate instead. Uh, how do you think this affects Carson? Yeah, I mean, I, Carson talked today as well. He got asked the question, and and he said he didn't hear. Uh, Brett's comments. Uh, I, you know, I, everybody during this bye week has, it seemingly has chimed in with their Carson Wentz opinion. And, you know, Brett may be a, a little bit high, more high profile than most. Uh, but you've had so many analysts. I've seen, uh, Ron Jaworski. I've seen Brian Billick around. I, I've seen literally a half dozen guys try to all, um, you know, kind of bogged down and, and try to figure out what exactly has gone wrong with Carson Wentz for the first half of the season. So I find it very hard to believe that none of that has gotten through to him. Uh, if it hasn't, I applaud him because uh, it's difficult to, to stay away from that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm sure he understands. I, I mean, after the Dallas game, uh, he got peppered with questions about the turnovers. And so just for Moss alone, he understands what's going on. Um, and, he, you know, he's been pretty steadfast. And he's, he understands he's got to clean up the turnovers, but he wants to stay aggressive. So that's sort of the, the, the line he's trying to toe. Uh, and he hasn't done it well enough uh, in the first half of the season. And I'm at the point where where my opinion is, hey, the supporting cast has got to get better because Carson's Carson. I, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be aggressive. He's gonna push the envelope. He's gonna try to make plays. He's gonna try to extend plays, uh, and he's gonna try to make big plays. And if the offensive line gets better, Isaac Sayamalo back at practice today. Lane Johnson back at practice in a limited fashion. Uh, if the young receivers start running better routes, um, if Miles Sanders starts getting in better positions as an outlet receiver, I think Carson Wentz's play will improve. If that stuff doesn't happen, I think we're going to see status quo. You mentioned the health of a couple of guys on the offensive line that they could uh, bring back this week. If Samalo is ready. Does he go right into guard? Certainly, if Johnson's ready, he's going to be starting out at right tackle. How does that affect the other guys who have been filling in around the offensive line? Yeah, I do. And Isaac was was a full participant today, so that's a very positive sign 
that he's going to be activated uh, by Sunday, and he's going to play. And he'll be the left guard. Uh, and Jason Peters, obviously, is already back at left tackle. Um, Jason Kelsey uh, has been the, the one constant, uh, and thankfully so, for the Eagles. Uh, and if Lane plays, that'll leave Nate Herbig at right guard. So that that is sort of the group they want um, for the second half of the season, and they hope they can keep that group healthy and on the field at, at one time. And I think that's a pretty good group. I mean, Nate would be the one unproven guy, but he's proven a lot of things. He's been a, a, one of the biggest surprises of this team uh, in the first half of the season. Uh, shuttling back and forth between right guard and left guard. Um, and that's not bad. I mean, if you look at the rest of the NFL, this is an offensive line deficient league. If you can get that group out there, um, that's, that's, you can do a lot worse. And we've seen a lot worse during, during the first half of the season. What was the practice status of Miles Sanders? Um, the, the talk had been leading into the bye that he could be back for the first game back. Is that still the case for the game against the Giants on Sunday? Yeah, he's expected to play. He's expected to be back. He was limited today, so he wasn't a full participant like Isaac was. Alshon Jeffrey was also a full. Uh, so he's also supposed to be back and, and expected to be back Sunday. A lot of guys, even – you know, lesser-known guys that people don't think about, Rudy Ford back at practice, Craig James, and I bring those two up because those are the two punt gunners in, in coverage, and they're two of the best special teams players. Uh, so this team is getting healthier. Everybody who is eligible uh, to practice, practice today in some fashion, except for Fletcher Cox, and he was just given a rest day, sort of a maintenance day as a veteran player. Um so we've talked about the injuries all season, how bad they've been. They're healthy for the second half of the season. So time to kick it up a notch. Johnny Mack, John McMullen from SI and com, our guest here on 94WIP. Um, we talked about this last week when I had you on, uh, and uh, you and a lot of your uh, fellow Eagle Beat reporters uh, talked about it uh, last week. Five week used to self scout, self evaluate, that it gives you that downtime to go back and go even more in depth, deep diving into the video and what you did or didn't do over the first half of the season. Um, no, they're not going to air their dirty laundry and came out and say, aha, here's where we screwed up. But you get some guys to at least say, here's one thing that we did know that we think we can improve on uh, while not doing self-burying. They can do self-scouting. They just don't, don't want to do self-burying. Uh, any inklings as to what the Eagles may or may not have been able to come up with as far as improvement in the second half via self-scouting? Yeah, well, I think offensively we talked about it a lot. I mean, they want to play uh, clean football. I think the turnover issue has been the biggest uh, problem on the offensive side of the football. And if you think about it, and you don't even have to win the turnover battle. If you can just stay even, uh, you're going to be a lot more competitive uh, in a lot of these games. So I think it was pretty easy on the offensive side of the ball. The problem is there's so many parts <laughs> to that. And, Started with the offensive line and all the injuries. I mentioned the young receivers running poor routes. 
uh, even Miles Sanders at times being in, in the wrong position as an outlet receiver plus the quarterback as well. Uh, and then defensively, I think he's gotten a pass because, you know, people talk about the offense and Carson so much. And um, it, it's been okay. Uh, I mean, the defensive line has been really good. I think Darius Slay has been as advertised. But one thing, if you look at their history under Jim Schwartz, they've always been a, a good third down team. They've always been a good red zone team defensively. Uh, and they have slipped back in those categories. Uh, and I think a lot of the reason is no Malcolm Jenkins. And more than um, his uh, ability as a player, I think it has a lot to do with the leadership part of it and, and his ability to get everybody lined up correctly on the back seven, his ability to play so many different positions. Um, you have to have – a lot of different players sort of takes a village. Uh, this, you know, Malcolm played seven different positions, seven different positions, Jim Schwartz said, over his last few seasons uh, at times for the Philadelphia Eagles. So obviously you can't have one person do all that. And I, I look, I think the Eagles made the right decision. I think Malcolm as a whole is a declining player. It's better to give up uh, – a year early than a year late is the the cliche in this league. Uh, but they're still having some growing pains trying to replace sort of the mental acuity he brought to the back end of that defense. Agreed. If you're going to make that tough decision, that's fine. But then you've got to be able to figure out what plan B is, and plan B has been shaky at best. All right, one last uh, injury question. Um, we talked about a bunch of guys. One we haven't touched on is Alshon Jeffrey, who looks like he's going to be capable to suit up. How many snaps do you think he gets? They'll be week one, but then they'll be week two and week three and week four, and he'll be targeted as much as he did. Do you think Alshon is just going to be okay with maybe not as big a role as he had previously if Rager is uh, getting more snaps and improving and Fulgham continues to play the way that he does? Alshon is going to become a complementary piece rather than one of the top targets for Carson. He had issues when he was one of the top targets. How many issues will he have as a complimentary piece, or does he just realize I need to produce over these last eight games and get out of Dodge when my contract's up? Well, I think there's both uh, things in play because you're right. I mean, he's got to produce uh, because he's he's more than likely going to be somebody somewhere else next year, but he wants to prove to other teams he can still play. Uh, and then the second part of it, I, I think – First, we have to see how healthy is he. Uh, how and, and and by healthy, I don't necessarily mean is he ready to play because he's cleared. But we all know Alshon wasn't uh, the fastest receiver to begin with, and and you know a lot of his effectiveness was because of his length and and his body and, and how big he was. Uh, and now he has this Liz Frank injury, and we have to see if he he lost some explosion. Because if he loses another step, um, it could be an issue for him in a really big way moving forward. However, if he's the same guy uh, that he was, um, he can help this team. And, you know, I think then it's some moving parts. And I think then 
It's Jalen Rager into the slot. Uh, it's Travis Fulgham uh, moving um, uh, to the Z position, and, and then Alshon would be the X uh, receiver. Um, and Greg Ward will be the guy. He sort of loses some playing time. But if Alshon Jeffries even close uh, to what he once was, yeah, he's going to be out there. Uh, he's got to be out there because the other receivers just aren't good enough. But the one thing we've said constantly, you can't take Travis Fulgham off the field. Right. Got to be other people. And I have faith enough in the coaching staff that they're not going to make that mistake. All right, last thing, John. Uh, don't know if you listened to the first hour of the show or if you watched Chicago Fire or whatever else was on TV at 10 o'clock. Um, I threw this question out to give fans a chance to show their preference for or against Carson Wentz. And I pitted Carson Wentz against all 31 other starting quarterbacks in the NFL and gave Eagle fans their choice. Either you can keep Carson or you can swap him out for someone else's starting quarterback right now. I've given everybody uh, a couple of guys to compare and contrast. I'm going to do it very easily with you. The Giants' next two opponents. If you had the chance to keep Carson Wentz for the next four years under the contract that he's under, or get Daniel Jones a couple of years into his rookie deal, which of those two would you prefer going forward, Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz under their current contracts? I would still take Carson at this point. Uh, but I understand people that are hemming and hawing. That's a question where I wouldn't even blink about before the season started. Uh, but I think Daniel Jones has some of the same issues, and he's still learning. And, you know, you probably have the two most turnover-prone quarterbacks in the NFL matching up this week, starting Correct. quarterbacks. Uh, maybe you can throw Kirk Cousins in there, at least this year. Um, but you have to remember before the season, um, you know, second, third, and fourth year was seven interceptions, seven interceptions, seven interceptions. So at least from that standpoint, Carson has proven uh, he's not going to throw a ton of picks uh, when he has a, a, a good offensive line uh, in front of him. Daniel Jones hasn't proven that yet. So uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks I would say I would I would rather have, but Daniel's not one of them. Daniel's not one of them. How about Baker Mayfield? Baker's a little bit closer, but I, I, I don't think he's uh, past that threshold yet as well. Um, just too much inconsistency, but he's a lot closer. And, and I, I wouldn't criticize people if they said they'd go in that direction. I will say that. All right, but I'm asking you to go in a direction. Are you holding on to Carson rather than taking Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I said, yeah. I, okay. I, I still, he has not he has not crossed that barrier. But I, 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 it's getting closer, I will say that. I mean, Carson has to turn it around the second half of the season. Right now, yeah. If you force me to say, I'm still taking Carson. Week His, 17, we'll revisit this because I might be taking Baker by that point. His Eagle podcast extending the play is as good as it gets. You can get it where you get your better podcasts, and you read them on si.com and phillyvoice.com. And you hear him here with us once a week. He does a great job when he joins us. John McMullen, thank you very much. Enjoy the game on Sunday. All right. Thank you, Jody. Johnny Mack here with us. With Jody Mack here on 94. WIP. All right, timeout come. We'll get the phones restoked. I uh, got a, a couple of eagle topics and issues to deal with. I'll give you the early. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.